Proper Madness, formerly Beautifully Broken. My name is Savvy and I give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves as well as our past and present experiences and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to Proper Madness. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about trusting after trauma. Not only trusting yourself, but how to trust other people. It's something that I'm still learning and dealing with, so I figured that this is like the perfect thing to come on here and talk about because I'm in the process right now of breaking free from quite a few behavioral patterns and thought processes that just kind of keep coming up for me and it keeps frustrating me because <laughs> because healing isn't linear and I totally understand that but for me trust has always been difficult I either over trust people or I under trust people there's not really a happy medium and the same goes for myself I either fully trust myself in my own decisions or I don't if you haven't seen my latest YouTube video it's called intuition versus trauma response. Um, in that, I break apart more of how I tell the difference between if my gut instinct is telling me that something is wrong and if I'm having a trauma response. So that's a little different um, and probably some good material for you to hear and watch. Um, I give a couple really good examples in there, one from my dating life and one from just friendships and people that I've gotten to know over the course of, you know, my life. But before we jump into the episode, if you're new, please go ahead and follow and subscribe to my channel and this podcast. It would mean a lot to me. It means that you like what I'm doing and you enjoy my videos. So yeah. Developing trust after traumatic experiences is something that is incredibly important. Um, for me personally, after having a lot of different types of PTSD, I wouldn't really categorize the PTSD that I've experienced to one specific area in my life. Um, I've, you know, dealt with sexual abuse. I unfortunately have something called relationship PTSD, which I found out about like a couple months ago, and that was news to me, and um, I didn't like hearing that. I thought, I was like, no, I want to be a normal person that can be in relationships. Unfortunately for me, I've been in two relationships that were um, abusive emotionally and manipulative, and then one that was largely sexually abusive. Um, so in those instances in my life, I over-trusted people that I thought I could trust. And going forward in dating, it's been very hard for me um, because I will see similar aspects and behavioral patterns and situations that remind me of those other uh, situations that were abusive and it'll send this shock throughout my nervous system that then has me questioning whether or not I can trust someone and get close to them. And then in turn, not being able to trust someone 
makes me largely emotionally unavailable and because I become emotionally unavailable, I then attract and go for partners who are emotionally unavailable so that, you know, it keeps me safe and there's no risk of me getting hurt. In sum, that is how my relationship PTSD is. Um, the rest of my PTSD has to do with you know, drug use and Lord have mercy, dangerous situations, um, you name it. I've, I've been through quite a bit. However, those other instances of PTSD for me were easier for me to heal from, in a sense, because there were little, little baby steps that I could take to develop trust in myself. Um, an example that I can give you, which I love explaining things through examples and stories, so if you're not into that, then... Sorry, I'm not sorry, but that's just how I explain things. Um, an example I can give is uh, due to much of the bullying and, oh God, just awful, awful people in my life, I developed severe social anxiety, um, meaning I didn't want to go do anything alone. I always had to have someone with me to make me feel more comfortable in situations. Even talking to a stranger or ordering coffee, I just would kind of get choked up in my words and um, not be able to even make eye contact, nothing. It was really, really bad. So for overcoming that PTSD and healing from that and trusting myself again, it was watching myself in certain situations and taking baby steps knowing that I can do something. However, in taking baby steps, we're not going to be successful every single time. And learning to trust yourself is very difficult because when we take a baby step and maybe it doesn't go how we want it to go, we then internalize and start beating ourselves up and we go back into our little shell and cocoon. We're like, no, 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 never mind. I don't, I don't know if I want to go do that again. For me, I just kind of would take the failures and I would process them. I'd ask myself questions of why that failure hurts me so badly. Um, and for me, a failure that impacts me or a rejection or anything of that nature um, is largely due to my childhood upbringing because I had a parent that was very overly critical and, and uh, not the best with explaining things or handling their own emotions. So, in turn, unfortunately, my inner critic became that awful version of my parent. My parents are great now because they've done the healing and they've grown as people, but unfortunately, they didn't know what they didn't know, and um, it impacted me greatly to the point where now I'm having to completely rewire my subconscious to break free from those thoughts, ideas, and situations that kind of held me back for so long. It's hard. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's the most important thing that you need to know is learning to trust yourself again is a beautiful thing, but it's also really scary. Because trust not only requires you to take action, it requires you to be vulnerable with yourself. And being vulnerable with ourselves is not really something we're taught to do. We're taught to be vulnerable with other people and lead with compassion in situations, not necessarily inwardly. Showing compassion to yourself through those failures is what is key.
Say, for example, you also struggle with social anxiety. A way that you can start to develop trust in yourself through compassion and vulnerability is, okay, what if you want to go up to a random stranger and tell them that they look great today? That, that could be your small thing that you want to do. Say you try to go do it, and maybe you stumble over your words, or you're like, you can't really get the words out in time, and it sounds a little awkward, and you're like, oh no, or the person doesn't really respond well to it for whatever reason. Then afterwards, what we normally do after we've experienced trauma and have developed social anxiety, this is just an example, um, we come back and we're like, oh no, it's all my fault, I did terrible, that inner critic in our head just kind of starts spinning and going crazy and it sends us into a deep dark hole and then once we're in such a negative space you don't really feel like going to go try that again because we've just been re-traumatized so instead what I do is I actually talk to myself all the time I will talk to myself in the car I talk to myself in the mirror I talk to myself just moving around. I mean, even sometimes when I'm in public and people probably think I'm a little weird, but whatever, it works. Um, say you have just failed from that, I'd come back and go, Hey, we tried. It's okay. We tried and it didn't go how we wanted it to go. Seldom do things go how we want it to go. And I think that's part of reconditioning ourselves after trauma to understand that just because we try in a situation, it doesn't need to go perfect. We just need to try and we just need to show up. And if it goes awful, come back to yourself and validate yourself. Um, I've come to find out that much of my behavior that I've developed after PTSD is seeking external validation through other sources and other people. And that's just because I don't trust myself to validate me. And that's sad, right? We, don't, we want to get to a place where when I validate myself, I trust that I know what I'm talking about. But for so long, when I was a, a child, I was constantly invalidated to the point where my own thoughts, feelings, and emotions, I didn't know if those were okay to feel or think. Anytime I had confidence, I'd be told that I didn't deserve to be confident for whatever reason. Um, or that I shouldn't fake confidence because I don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know what I'm doing, or what have you. So, my answer to that is, you will always know yourself the best. No one else can know you better than you know you. That's, it's impossible. They're not inside your head. You know, I, I hate when people like say the comment, oh, they know me better than I do, I kind of sit there and I'm like, why? Well, but why? You know, like, they shouldn't ever know you better than you know yourself. That's dangerous. Because then at that point, you're relying and trusting another person to validate you and make you feel like you're worth something. And I think worthiness and self-love and self-compassion all stem from trust. If you think about a relationship with another person, trust develops over time. And then once trust is broken, it's hard to repair. It's possible, though. It is possible. So to repair trust with yourself takes one step at a time and talking to yourself, opening up a dialogue with yourself. 
if you were in a situation where you trusted your own instincts and they led you astray because you were put in a very dangerous situation, the situation isn't your fault. The, the actions by someone else is not your fault. That's another key thing to understand in learning to trust ourselves again is what someone else does isn't on us. You know, if someone's a really shitty person and does something really awful to you, that's on them, not you. And as I just said, right, you have to have that dialogue with yourself. You have to open up diving deep and healing that inner child. We all have a little us inside. In fact, many, not just one. We have different versions of an inner child inside of us. Pick a trauma that you know you need to heal from and meditate, get deep. However you need to dive deep within yourself is how you should process that trauma and how you should open up that dialogue and how you then learn to trust yourself because essentially what it is is that inner child in you doesn't trust you because it experienced something bad so it's like well are you going to protect me this time what's going to happen can we prevent it oh my god can we not trust ourselves because every time we do something bad happens no talk to that little inner child and have a discussion with them and listen to what they're saying you could learn something about yourself that you may be overlooked and neglected. The two ways that I've already discussed how to learn to start trusting ourselves again is taking small actions and rewarding ourselves when we do well, but then when we fail, showing compassion. And then the second is diving deep and doing inner child work and opening up a dialogue with ourselves. Diving deep and reconnecting with our intuition and trusting our gut. Because when anything awful has happened to us, the first thing we do is we question our intuition. Either it's hypervigilant or it's the opposite. I don't know the opposite of the word hypervigilant. Dormant? It's either one of the two. And... It can be the scariest thing on the face of this earth, but the root cause and base of that fear is control. Having lack of control over any situation will scare the living crap out of anyone. And it will get you to re only rely on yourself and trust yourself. Once you realize that you cannot control what other people do, what they say, you can't control the weather, you can't control what's going to happen, you can't control if someone's going to slam into your car when you're driving, you can't control any of that. All you can control is how you react and how you respond. If we learn to trust ourselves again, we will learn to understand that we can handle any situation that comes our way. Because at one point for me, it wasn't worth it anymore to sit there and start to control everything as opposed to just relying on myself. I at one point got addicted to psychics because I couldn't trust myself. So I asked strangers, complete strangers, who if they were right or wrong, I have no idea. To be honest, my whole perception of that has, is completely warped. Um, but because I was relying on complete strangers to give me insight on other people and situations for me, I lacked developing my own intuition and trusting my own instincts. It took that away from me. 
And part of that was just needing control over everything because it made me feel safe. When we learn to trust other people, for me personally, this is what helps me to start trusting others is I let them show me who they are. I don't try to go look and pick apart behavior and overanalyze it. I let them show me who they are. And then I watch their words and their actions. If their words and their actions do not line up, I can't trust them. I can't. Granted, there are a few exceptions here and there, you know, things come up. But if it's consistently like your words and actions just nothing makes sense, like you talk about wanting to do things, but yet you're never making plans to go do them and giving false and empty promises, I can't trust someone like that. It goes the same with myself. If I'm making empty promises to myself, then how do I trust myself? If you tell yourself, okay, we're going to go do this, this, and this, and then you don't follow up on it, how do you expect to trust yourself going forward if you can't even be consistent with your own actions and thoughts and feelings? For me personally, because I had been in some pretty weird, rough situations, um, I would get triggered just going to areas that were vaguely similar. Like I'd just, I'd get a boatload of anxiety and kind of freeze up. And for that, I literally just pushed myself through it. Internally, I'd be freaking out. And in that case, um, I'd find some form of safety. If I was triggered in that way, I'd call a friend that I trust. I would take steps and find like an exit route and an escape so that I knew that if I needed to get out of a situation, okay, I know where to go. Um, but even if, hypothetically, that wasn't something that I could do, I would tell myself just mentally, like, look, no matter what happens, I got you. And even if we can't control what happens, I got you. No matter what, I'm here for you, and I always will be here for you. I hope that helped today. I hope that resonated with someone. And just know that there's hope out there for you to trust yourself and other people again. You just got to take baby steps and be patient with yourself and know that it's not going to happen overnight. But yeah, that's all I have for you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and follow to this podcast on my YouTube channel if you're watching. And other than that, I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.